Believe in yourself, reach out for your dreams. Don't surrender, there is more than it seems. Hold on and fight, follow your heart. This is your way, love is what you make of it. Hi, this is Dr. Joe Luciani, welcoming you to another session of self-coaching, where real-life emotional struggle, whether it's depression, anxiety, relationship conflict, losing weight, or simply handling life's challenges are all addressed, teaching you to become your own best coach. And I should say your own best self-coach, because you are the motor behind your own evolution. Well, welcome back to another week. And this week, I'd like to start out asking you a very important question. Do you have difficulty saying no? Are you a pleaser? A yes person? And if so, then you need to recognize that you're being held hostage by insecurity. You're afraid to be you. Why is this? Well, one reason is that if we please someone, we know it's a lot safer than if we displease them. It's all about control. You're much more in control if you know what to expect. Displeasing someone, well, then you don't know what's coming. They may get angry. They may be disappointed. They may punch you in the nose. So sometimes we convince ourselves that pleasing, saying yes, is the safer course. So where does this come from, this, this inability to say no? Children have no problem saying no. I have three grandchildren, one of which is too young to say no, but he makes himself understood. But my other two grandchildren, no is such a ubiquitous word. No, I don't want to eat that. No, I don't want to go there. No, 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 no. All children are like that. So somewhere along the line, many of us turn into adults who seem to have an absolute aversion to being able to say no. And if we do say it, it's kind of a wimpy, watered-down version that nobody really takes seriously, which opens the door and allows people to yeah, try to manipulate us. Here's a scenario. Let's, let's take two, two people, Al, and let's call the second Timid Tim. So Al goes up to Tim and he says, I just got two tickets for the big game this Sunday. Are you in? And Tim hesitates and says, uh, uh, you know, I'm not sure. Uh, I've got a lot of work to do. Uh, I don't know. I'll let you know. Al, come on. This is really a big game. Tim, nah, I'd better not. But, but thanks for asking. Al, come on. You don't have any plans. We'll have a great time. Tim? Okay, I'll go. <laughs> Poor Tim, right? How do you, do you feel for Tim, right? Uh, he's getting just steamrolled into going to that game, and he's probably going to have a miserable time. He tried to say no, but Al, he, Al just wore him down, didn't he? And you probably saw that coming. So sometimes we we try. We want to be true to ourselves, but sometimes we just get worn down or we become fearful. There's lots of reasons, but let me give you a self-coaching 
perspective, how insecurity plays a large part. You see, one thing about insecurity is that it's a feeling of vulnerability. And the more insecure you are, the more vulnerable you feel, and the more you feel you need to protect yourself. And in the case of Tim and Al, of course, Tim was feeling a little vulnerable. He he wanted to protect himself, but he didn't want to have conflict. So we might say that we're trying to avoid conflict. We don't want others to get angry with us. Of course not. Well, why is that, though? Well, basically, when we say, yes, I'll go to the game, someone is happy with us. We can predict how they're going to respond to us. But when we say no, well, it's not very predictable. Someone someone might just say, uh, you know what? You're not a good friend. Or they might get angry with you and yell at you. Or they might punch you in the nose. We don't know. But you see, by saying yes, by being a pleaser, you're being, at least ostensibly, you're being less vulnerable because you know that for all intended purposes, you're going to control the situation by doing what the other person wants at your expense. You know, sometimes we, it's not always about being manipulated. Sometimes we just don't want to disappoint or hurt someone. You know, your your mom calls you up and she says, you need to call me every, every single day. I, I, I'm just sitting here and I'm all alone and you need to call me every day. And you may, inside, you may protest and say, I'm very busy. I have children. I have jobs. I have this. I have that. And you don't want to have to call every day. You don't want to have that commitment. But you don't want to hurt mom's feelings, and you don't want to disappoint her. You want to be the good son or the good daughter. So you please, again, at your expense. Now, you might say, even in this scenario, that that's not a big deal, so you make the silly call. But what about over time, and you miss a call, or you miss two days, and mom is livid, so, you know, you get yourself in trouble. And, you know, the more that you make commitments like that, the longer they go on, the more tedious they become. So you've sold out and you've got to pay the price. But one reason that is truly important and maybe even eclipses the other reasons is that you feel guilty. You're not supposed to be saying no. You know, you're a good guy or a good gal and you're supposed to say yes. You're not supposed to hurt people's feelings, disappoint them, cause anger and conflict. No, you're supposed to be nice person. <laughs> okay. And so you feel guilty if if you if you dig your heels in and oppose someone. Now, guilt from a self-coaching perspective is an admission that you've done something wrong. Right? So you must be interpreting the fact that if you if you don't please somebody, that's wrong. You're supposed to please somebody. You should be pleasing somebody. You should be making them happy. And if you don't, you feel guilty. You don't want to disappoint mom. You don't want to disappoint your partner. You don't want to disappoint your boss. You're just a <laughs> you're just a bag of guilt. Well, there's no question that there's nothing wrong with wanting to make people happy and wanting to make people like you. But the real question is, at what cost? Certainly, you're 
self-esteem or your self-respect, you're not taking care of yourself. You're not doing what you feel is correct. And rather than being governed by shoulds and have tos, you're unable to live your life with what you want, the want tos. So you're going around being everyone else's puppet, if you will. And it's hard to have self-respect if you're just selling out all the time. And when you lose self-respect, you know, you come across like Tim, Tim and Tim. And it comes across as somewhat wimpy and wishy-washy. People don't respect that. So what becomes important as we delve into this inability to be who we need to be? Well, you need to be strong. You need to be assertive. And you need to be decisive. And you need to not show ambivalence. Now, it's a big leap because now I'm saying that you... You need to stand up now and stop being that yes person and be able to say no when it's necessary. How do you get there? Well, keep in mind that we're talking about learning to be assertive, right? And what is assertiveness? Well, the difference between assertiveness and aggressiveness, because people confuse the two. Well, I don't, I'm not an aggressive person. I'm not an assertive person. Well, being assertive is not being aggressive. Aggression is when you want to attack, do harm to the other person, hurt the other person. That's aggressive. Assertiveness simply means taking care of yourself in a straightforward, decisive way. And that's what we're after. We're after a more assertive approach to your life. So going back to my uh, Al and Tim dialogue, Certainly, Al must have sensed Tim's ambivalence, and he pounced all over that. Tim was not assertive. He was wimpy. <laughs> okay, to pick on poor Tim. But you see why I'm saying you need to be strong. You need to be assertive. If you're going to ever get to a point where you take better care of yourself, you're going to have to find the, the security within you to tell yourself it's okay to be who you are. And when you are on this approach to becoming more accurate with who you are, and by, by that, what I mean is to start living your life more in sync with who you are and who you need to be, not according to other people's desires, the simpler, the better. So when you're on this path of trying to become more consistent with the person that you are, rather than becoming the person someone else wants you to be, you have to begin with the premise that you're allowed to be you, that it's okay. Sometimes we carry with us this child reflex, you know, when as we grow up that we have to please our parents. And as we get older, we're not supposed to say no. And you're supposed to go to school and you're supposed to make your teachers like you and all of that. So we have this, this feeling that we're supposed to kowtow to others and do as we are told or asked. But now you're an adult. And now you have to take responsibility for you because your needs are just as important as someone else's needs. So you have to make it simple in your own mind. It's very easy to just say no rather than to go on a 20-minute diatribe about why you can't, and it's too this, and it's too late, and you better not, and maybe next year. And 
No. You need to be more decisive, more assertive, and keep it simple. You'd be surprised how easy it is to say, no thanks, I'd rather not. But that's the the better way to approach someone than going into a whole litany of excuses and rationalizations. It's okay to be you. Now, an important point is that, again, back to uh, Al and Tim, Al was being a bully. What do bullies do? They bully. They coerce. They bend us to their will. Sometimes they hurt us. If you let them. Now, not all bullies are strong-arm bullies like Al, which he I would call him a strong-armed bully because Al was relentless. He wasn't going to let Tim off the hook, was he? He was going to get his way, and he was going to insist that Tim go to that game. But sometimes there are bullies in sheep's clothing. You know, they may come at you with, oh, I really I really would love it if you could just, just help me out a little bit here, and I, I need it so much. And Now, that seems like a genuine plea, right? But nevertheless, if you're being coerced by, in this case, sweet talk, it's still someone trying to bend you and not hearing you and your needs, dismissing your attempts to say no. Which brings me to a book I read in graduate school. It's still around. It's a book by Smith, and it's called When I Say No, I Feel Guilty. And in the book, he has a technique that I always liked, just a simple technique, an assertive technique. He called it broken record. And what broken record is, at least as I recall, this was about how many years ago, 30, 50 years ago that I read this book. So if, if someone says to you, come on, let's go to the game. And you say, no, thanks, I'd rather not. And that person says, goes through all of the coercive techniques. You gotta go, come on, come on, come on. You go back to your original statement. No, thanks, I'd rather not. And then the other person goes into all of this elaborate kind of coercive kind of attempts. And you're just simply, nah, I'd rather not. And you keep doing that till the cows come home. You see, you don't ever have to yield. And you don't have to explain ad nauseum why you don't want to. You could just keep it simple. Because eventually you will win in that dialogue. Eventually the other person's going to realize you're not movable. You are sticking your heels in and saying, nope, no thanks. And the simpler, the better. The elaborate excuses, the rationalizations, that gives room for someone to get their toe in the door to try to manipulate you. So for now, please understand that you should be saying no whenever you feel uncomfortable. If someone wants you to do something, boy, you've got to try this drug. It's really going to make you feel, no, that makes you feel uncomfortable. You need to say no to that. And you should be saying no just because you feel guilty. Now, if you are needing to feel guilty, that's another story. If But but if if you're feeling guilty just because you're 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 feeling obliged to someone and you just feel you can't get out of it and you'd feel guilty if they don't like you. No, then you need to say no to that. Or when your plate is full and you've got so much going on and you're just juggling so much and you can't afford to put one more demand on your plate, you need to say no. So how do we get there? Well, okay, this is the problem. As I mentioned earlier, it has a lot to do with insecurity. 
And insecurity is, you know, what keeps us feeling vulnerable. Insecurity becomes a habit. And this is the problem. You have become, if you, and I shouldn't generalize, not everyone listening to this podcast is a yes person or a pleaser. There are sociopathic individuals who could care less about what you want. And they're going to just say no and take a hike every time. But we're not talking about those people. Typically, the people that have problems with saying no and people that are pleasers are very sensitive people, sometimes hypersensitive and usually driven by insecurity-driven feelings and thoughts. So insecurity is that feeling of vulnerability. And we grow up and that becomes reinforced and we try to protect ourselves by doing things that don't cause us to feel out of control. Because being out of control makes us feel more vulnerable. So we do things that make us feel more in control. So pleasing and being a yes person, well, we can see why that becomes habituated. Because you do it over time, you reinforce that habit, and it does work for you, well, I should say to some extent, because basically... You do become less vulnerable with people not getting angry with you, people tending to like you. So it does have value in that we tend to minimize the waves in our life, the conflicts in our life, the frictions in our life. There's no doubt that digging your heels in and saying no is going to ruffle some feathers and sometimes generate some some you know reactivity, some, some some nuclear reactivity out there. But as you know, if you've gone through life being a pleaser and a yes person, then you are generating toxic friction within you, and you're living with that, and you're being diminished by that and disappointed. But you're the one that's disappointed in you because you're giving up chunks of your life. Now, you can rationalize it and just say, well, I'm doing the right thing, the moral thing. I'm, I'm just being a good person. Well, yes, you are ostensibly or behaviorally, but it's not what you really want. It's not who you want to be. And sometimes when you start to see yourself always capitulating to others, it's hard to feel good about yourself. You kind of feel childlike. You're afraid to assert yourself. You're afraid to take care of yourself. So insecurity becomes habituated, and saying yes, saying yes when you mean to say no becomes part of that process. So what do we do about it? Well, you realize that this is insecurity-driven. It's a habit, and all habits are learned, and all habits can be broken. So how do you break a habit of saying yes all the time? Well, you begin by something small. You know, let's, let's be realistic. You need to start learning to say no. So it could be with someone that you're relatively comfortable with. Instead of just going to see the movie they want to see, you say, no, I'd rather not see that. Or, no, that's not the restaurant I'd like to go to. Start with something small. So you need to simply get used to saying the word no. You need to hear yourself. You know, And there's an old technique where you stand in front of a mirror and just see yourself saying no. You're not used to doing that. It doesn't feel natural, but it can become natural, especially when you realize you're not being aggressive, you're not being hurtful, you're just being who you are. You are entitled to your own opinion. You are entitled to disagree with someone. Well, I mean, it's, it's really not being a jerk or neurotic. 
It's being who you are. And you need to start sticking up for yourself. But you're going to have to practice it because you're not good at it. So the next time you want to just leap out and do something for someone that you don't want to do, at least take pause. Take a deep breath first before you just yes yourself to death and realize that if it's important to you, now I'm not saying you need to say no to every request that's ever made of you, of course not, but you do need to know that when you feel that anxiety and stress in your belly, when someone's asking you to do something or go somewhere that you don't want to do, then you owe that to yourself. Because if you cave, then once again, you're reinforcing the habit of insecurity, the habit of giving up your own soul in order to meet the requirements and demands of someone else. And that kind of withers away your, your feelings of uh, just self, your, your feelings of esteem. So it's important for you to take care of yourself. Just saying. <laughs> you don't have to agree with me. And uh, and I, I just feel it's important for you to realize that sometimes being unable to say no or being a yes person, it's, it's, an, it's a self-imposed imprisonment. So find ways to practice that simple word. You used to do it as a child. Somehow you got to see it more as a, an allergic reaction. And you just came to the conclusion that you needed more control and let insecurity steer you into pleasing everyone else at your expense. That's what insecurity does because the vulnerability that we're trying to avoid seems to be addressed by making everyone clap for us, like us, love us at our expense. To tell you the truth, those that really appreciate you will appreciate your honesty. And I'd like you to visit my self-coaching website, and that's selfcoaching.net. Don't say no to me. <laughs> Go out and visit that website. Uh, where you can learn a lot more about my self-coaching philosophy, especially my latest book, Unlearning Anxiety and Depression. And until next time, remember that being victimized by emotional struggle, well, it's not an option. It's not. Because by definition, victims are powerless, and you're not powerless. Everything's hard until you make it simple. So what do you say you join me every week? Let's make it simple together. Reach out for your dreams. Don't surrender. There is more than it seems. Oh.